the America's National Parks podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit LLBean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. It might not be common knowledge that the Yosemite Valley, one of the crown jewels of the American landscape, known for towering natural splendor in its pristine condition, has a sister valley within the National Park that was flooded to create a water reservoir for the city of San Francisco. For over 100 years, Hetch Hetchy Canyon, named with an indigenous word for a type of wild grass, has been called Hetch Hetchy Reservoir. And while turning back is a real possibility one day, Hetch Hetchy is still an amazing place to visit. Or it would be if it were a little easier. Restore Hetch Hetchy is an organization with a plan to do just that. And executive director Spreck Rosecrans is my guest today on the America's National Parks podcast. Spreck, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jason. Uh, thanks for having me. Talk to us about what the Hetch Hetchy Valley is. What makes it such a special part of Yosemite? Well, first of all, this is, of course, Yosemite. We're talking about one of America's flagship national parks and one of the most spectacular landscapes probably anywhere on Earth. The park is indeed world famous. Uh, it's over a thousand square miles, but it's best known for Yosemite Valley itself, a very small part of the park that uh, is in a river canyon, the Merced River, that was carved by glaciers. And what's less known is that there is another canyon in the north part of Yosemite carved by the Tuolumne River. And at the dawn of the 20th century, these were the two spectacular uh, glacier-carved canyons that made up Yosemite National Park. Each featured towering cliffs with thundering waterfalls onto a serene valley floor. It's really special landscapes. And in the early 20th century, San Francisco uh, needed water. It was growing and asked for permission from Congress to build a dam in Hetch Hetchy and, and flood the valley floor. They were denied. Uh, and then there was an earthquake in San Francisco and Congress changed their mind with the provision that visitors would still be able to come to the Hetch Hetchy area, would be able to camp, would be able to explore, uh, because the canyon would be uh, harder to access by trail. They proposed uh, to take people around the, the, the reservoir on boats to access some of the side canyons and that sort of thing. So what we'd really like to do at Restore Achechi is our end goal is actually to move the reservoir outside of Yosemite to make sure that San Francisco is provided with every last drop of water, but to restore the valley floor and to restore the whole area. We recognize that restoring the valley and moving the reservoir, changing the water system in that way is, is, is a big ask and it'll take some time. And until that happens, we want the Park Service to make good on the, the will of Congress from 100 years ago to make sure that area is really accessible to visitors 
in the ways that, that it should be and was always expected to be, that there should be trails, uh, people should be able to camp there, uh, people should be able to travel across a reservoir on a boat. And we're not talking about people going in there on their own motorboats. We're talking about an electric tour boat that would take people across the reservoir to trailheads to go to places like Pate Valley and Rancheria Falls, who are these spectacular sort of side canyons that are just really inaccessible. How many of the park's visitors are going to the Hetch Hetchy Valley now? And do you think that opening up the valley to more people, do you think that might have some detrimental effects on the area? Or do you think that it will relieve some of the congestion problem in the rest of the park? Well, opening up wilderness to people always brings a risk and and it's our duty to make sure that the area is not damaged and that being people in is consistent with supporting the wildlife and the natural values of the park. There's a lot of room at Hetch Hetchy to do that. Barely 1% of the park's visitors go to Hetch Hetchy. And the reasons are obvious that Yosemite has five entrance stations. Four of them are open 24 hours a day. Uh, the one at Hetch Hetchy opens late in the morning, closes early in the afternoon, and it's almost impossible to be a sunrise or a sunset there. It's also almost impossible to do a day hike to some of the most popular places in the side canyon because the first thing you have to do is walk all the way around the reservoir to, to, to get anywhere. And, and there are some very nice trails, and people do go there, uh, but you can't be there in the morning or the evening. You can't camp out. And visitorship really has been been discouraged. Uh, there are people who prefer to take their car, their motor home into Yosemite Valley, and they would probably prefer to stay in Yosemite Valley. But a lot of people would really appreciate the experience of having better access to, to Hetch Hetchy and see some of that area. I think it also right now, as national parks are struggling with some of the challenges of large amounts of visitors, um, the more that they could spread those visitors out, the better. So what are some of the things that your organization is doing to try to make this happen? How are you able to lobby the Park Service to, uh, to try to make change? Well, we've uh, just issued this report, Keeping Promises, uh, which goes through the history of what San Francisco promised when they asked uh, Congress to, for permission to build the dam, what the Army Board of Engineers that approved San Francisco's report expected, what the House of Representatives expected, what the Senate expected. All, the, all these groups said there will be trails, there will be camping, there will be boating. They said it over and over again. Uh, these things haven't happened. And it, I think it's this situation in the National Park where San Francisco has really kept the pedal to the metal to protect their resource at the detriment of park visitors. And management in Yosemite over the years changes, and they're focused on, on the rest of the park, the rest of the Yosemite Valley and the other 1,200 square miles. And they've let Hetch Hetchy languish. And so when we issued this report, we actually asked the Park Service to create a public dialogue around five issues and those issues are better and more trails, including fixing the dangerous bridges underneath some of the waterfalls where people have literally been swept off and, and killed. 
we've asked for a quiet, non-polluting tour boat to take people to places they otherwise can't get to. We've asked for camping. Uh, we've asked for extended gate hours so you can go in any time of day, just like you can anywhere else in Yosemite. And we've asked also for public transportation so you don't have to drive your car to get to Hatechi. Uh, all other four entrances to Yosemite are served by the, the regional transit system. And so we want to have a conversation, and we've begun that conversation with the Park Service. It's a little too early to tell what's going to happen. It's not just about restoring Hatechi, obviously. It's about all the public that goes to Yosemite. So we want them to, to, to broaden that conversation and uh, we can do this without harming the water quality in the reservoir and, uh, and provide a wonderfully improved resource for park visitors. You say the, the ideal situation would be for the reservoir to, to be moved elsewhere and for the valley to be restored in, entirely. What would it take? Does your organization have any idea of what it would take to make that happen? The, the end goal of Restore Achechi is to... Uh, move the reservoir outside Yosemite National Park and and return the entire valley to the American people. We think that providing this access uh, in the short term will actually tell people more about what's available and what's been lost and inspire them to support restoration. As far as improving the water system, we've studied that intensively. We're updating that analysis, uh, but we are uh, wonky, nerdy number crunchers on how to make the water system work without Hetch Hetchy Reservoir. It's one of nine reservoirs in the system. It doesn't create water, of course. It stores the water, and that water can be stored outside. The best alternative is to bank groundwater uh, underneath farmland in downstream in Stanislaus County. This is something that's gone on in huge magnitudes in California, especially in Kern County, where cities that are far away, Los Angeles and San Jose, uh, store water underneath the ground in, in agricultural areas and, and then trade water during other times of the year. And so that, it, that would be the best supply increment to, to make sure that not a drop of water will be lost. And, and that's got to be the solution. We know we have to keep San Francisco whole with respect to water supply. We think we can even improve their water supply. There's lots of examples of places where uh, water supply reservoirs and recreation mix well. Uh, not far from Hetch Hetchy, uh, lower down in the California Sierra Nevada, is a place called Pardee Reservoir which is the principal supply reservoir for Oakland and Berkeley cities across the Bay from San Francisco. And that reservoir has a campground, it's got a marina, and it, it welcomes visitors. And Oakland and, and Berkeley and East Bay Mud's water is known to be very high quality. So they haven't sacrificed their water quality at all and they've, they've welcomed visitors. Um, that's not in a national park, however. San Francisco's Reservoir, Hachetchi, is an international park. It's always been intended to, to provide visitor benefits and to attract visitors. And uh, that's what we'd like the Park Service to do, is to make sure that people get a chance to go back to Hachetchi. Restore Hetch Hetchi says that if the dam were removed, within five years, native grasses and wildlife will reappear as the river reclaims its original channel. 
willows and alders will quickly return to its banks, and soon after, ponderosa pines and oak woodlands will begin to take root. As the habitat is restored, animals will migrate home, and the twin of Yosemite Valley will emerge in the light of the 21st century. In the meantime, maybe we should just help people visit so they can get a glimpse of what was lost. Restore Hetch Hetchy has released a report entitled Keeping Promises, Providing Public Access to Hetch Hetchy Valley, and I encourage you to read it. It's available from the front page of their website, hetchhetchy.org. You can also follow Restore Hetch Hetchy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with their progress. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, and I'd like to thank my guest, Spreck Rosecrans, Executive Director of Restore Hetch Hetchy. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. For more great American destinations, give us a listen at the Sea America podcast. And if you're interested in RV travel, find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.